This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Today we are talking all about hot sauce at the request of one of our patrons, David, over at patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod. If you want to request a topic for a future episode of the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate as little as a dollar a month, and then you will have that option. Otherwise, you don't have that option. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. Now, it's hard to pinpoint exactly when the first hot sauce was made, because presumably people with access to chili peppers have kind of just always ground them up to use them as a condiment, like forever, because it's an obvious thing to do. You know, you take a bite of something that's too spicy and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that whole pepper, but a little bit would be nice. Maybe I'll crush it up and put it on things in smaller amounts. But what we do know is that chili peppers originated in Central and South America over 6,000 years ago, and that they spread around to Europe, Asia, and Africa during 16th century Spanish and Portuguese expeditions to what they would have called the New World at the time. As a brief tangent, I just finished reading a great book called Jewish Pirates of the Caribbean by Edward Kritzler that chronicles the stories of several prominent Jewish pirates during that same time period. So if that is interesting to you at all, if you like pirates and or Judaism, uh, I'm including a link to that book in the description of this episode that you so that you can get a copy because it was very fun and I would highly recommend it. Anyway, hot sauce. Bottled hot sauces like the ones we're familiar with today have been around and commercially available since the 19th century, but that's kind of true of most commercial products because that's when we developed the technology and industry necessary to mass produce things. Honestly, the general history of hot sauce is less interesting as a whole than the history of specific brands. Like everyone's favorite rooster sauce, sriracha, popular in a lot of Asian cuisine, especially Thai and Vietnamese. So, the famous rooster bottle brand that you probably are familiar with, Haiphong, originated in California in 1980 when David Tran, a Chinese-Vietnamese immigrant who had previously been making hot sauces with his brother in Vietnam, brought the recipe with him after having to flee the country and started distributing it to Asian restaurants in his area, spreading by word of mouth until it became a massive hit. <laughs> 
that that's just one of the many brands and one of the many stories. And frankly, it would take a lot more time than we have or that I'm willing to give to it for us to do a deep dive into everything about the history of hot sauce. So instead, we're going to throw it to today's guest to tell us about their story and their relationship to this lovely spicy treat. My guest today is, of course, because you know this already because you've looked at the episode title, the one, the only Julian McKenzie. Julian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you feeling after that entire intro? That was that was really long. I'm exhausted, but every time that I successfully do a full intro like that without completely losing my breath, I kind of think of it as a negative COVID test a little bit. Oh, gee. I hope you have water near you because <laughs> that was that was a mouthful. That was very engaging and very uh, insightful. And, and hey, you're pretty knowledgeable about hot sauce, but that was... That was a mouthful. Well, I mean, you know that I like my spicy food. You and I have a bit of a history together when it comes to that. Uh, We do. (laughs) For listeners who might not know, uh, Julian and I used to co-host a YouTube show called Hot Topics that was uh, not not entirely unlike Hot Ones, but 10 years earlier. Just going to put that out there, but also worse, but a lot of fun for us. That's a fair way to put that, I think. I don't know about worse. I I think it was definitely a show that um, allowed us to uh, delve into hot peppers, uh, which I remember the first one I had was like this bell pepper. And I thought like, this wasn't going to be much. Was it bell pepper? It had like a lot of seeds in it. It was a green one. But it just, it lit my mouth like a flame. And I, it was a lot hotter than I remember. But the show itself, I thought was a cool way for us to, talk to really interesting people and and kind of get to know them while also answering questions and you know just uh being around each other it was really cool back when we were allowed to do shows where we could be in the same room right so right. yeah i mean <laughs> fine it was in the infancy it's not in the level of hot ones but uh, it was a no. cool show to do yeah absolutely and i think when i say that it was worse mostly what i mean is we were all still figuring out how to do this whole internet content thing and uh you know, we're still figuring out life. Yeah, that too. We were what, like 20, 21? About, yeah. 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 I think we're close to that age. Yeah. So, you know, youths is what we were at the time. <laughs> yeah, we were we were youths. We were definitely uh, youngins, younglings. As opposed to now, when we are grizzled old men who have lived through a pandemic. Do you have a beard? You don't have a beard. You have a beard. I do, always. I had a beard then, too, yeah. though, let's be fair. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're more, a little bit more grizzled than I am. Yeah. I, I st- I've, I've been trying to grow a beard the last nine months, and it's there. It's just not at your level, I don't think. Well, you know, between the two of us, we make one grizzled man, because I'm not really a man, so. Oh, that that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fair. So, uh, Julian, at the top of the show, I always get my guests to kind of tell us about themselves, about their relationship to food, how they grew up eating, how they eat now. If you do things around food these days, talk about that a little bit as well. You know, paint us a pretty broad picture in terms of your relationship to food. Okay, this is this will be interesting. Well, uh, my parents are both from the Caribbean. My dad's from Trinidad and Tobago and my mom is from Jamaica. And just for as long as I remember, I remember for as long as I've been alive, they've done everything they can to immerse me in Caribbean cuisine. My mom, when she was younger, she uh, went to culinary school, uh, I think from one of the vocational schools uh, uh, somewhere in the city. I don't remember where, but she essentially took up uh, just being able to cook and she's able to cook some great uh, Caribbean meals, obviously, uh, but I think she has a bit of uh, knowledge in French cuisine as well. But there was a time when my mom was uh, doing these catering jobs, and she would have these different clients in different parts of the city. 
And on Fridays, one particular client worked at uh, one of the hospitals in the city. I forget which one. And But I would tag along with her every Friday. Uh, she would basically have all these different sandwiches, all these different, um, I'm trying to remember stuff, like chicken and stuff and patties sometimes too. Like, did she be able to like make all that stuff? And we'd like drive up to the hospital. We'd drop it off for the client. Uh, it was like a family friend of ours, actually. And uh, yeah, she'd do like a whole bunch of those. Like my mom would make patties and people would just like lose their minds because they were so good. Like, they, like you know, you go to like Mr. Patty and stuff like that. You get these like larger ones that are stuffed with meat and they're all really great. And the dough's really flaky. Uh, these patties that my mom would make, they're like these smaller, we call them like little like cocktail patties. They're smaller. <laughs> the dough's not flaky. I love that. But it's just packed with meat. And it was just, they're beautiful. They're amazing. Uh, when I was in high school, I would, uh, for, um, I was in sec five and we were uh, having these bake sales so we could uh, raise money for our prom. And uh, I would bring some patties that my mom would make. And I had teachers coming up to me during recess being like, hey, can you like save me some? And I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't guarantee you that because they're selling like crazy. We were like every bake sale we would have, like the prices would raise like crazy. So, uh, yeah, obviously just that familiarity with stuff like patties, roti, doubles, uh, curry goat, you know, curry beef, uh, all these different foods. I know I'm mentioning a lot of meat stuff. and uh, But, yeah, it's definitely like just being immersed in that is, is something that uh, – you know, it's been really great for me. And because of the fact that a lot of the stuff that I mentioned too, uh, it can be very hot, you know, it's pretty, sure. uh, you know, sometimes my mom will put like hot sauce and stuff. And, and, you know, it's not to say I was like a big, like hot sauce junkie where I'm like, yeah, I want everything to be hot, but like, uh, I'm not particularly threatened, I guess, sure, whenever yeah. I come across something that's overly spicy, I guess. Like, I'm not going to go into it be like, all right, I don't care, whatever. I'm just going to do it. But like, if there's going to be like, some pepper or something, or you put like uh, what we call in. Uh, there's one brand of hot sauce and some of the. I think in, I think you can get it in like Jamaica and Trinidad too, called like one drop pepper sauce. Where literally you just need one drop and it's just like <laughs> hot enough. Like that's stuff like that. If you're putting that in there, like I can I can handle that. That's fine. So yeah, uh, kind of a little bit all over the place, but um, yeah, uh, my relationship with food has been uh, a lot of it through my mom, but. Uh, uh, pretty cool. And now throughout the pandemic, I've been just trying to just cook stuff for myself. I made ackee and saltfish a couple weeks ago, and that's like a great like Jamaican delicacy that you could just eat for breakfast normally. But like I, I was pretty proud of myself that I was able to make that. So just these last few months have just been a bit of a weird cuisine journey for myself as I try to just immerse myself in, in cooking more and learning what I can from my mom and stuff, but also just trying to cook on my own too. So again, very all over the place, but uh, I have a really interesting relationship with food. Yeah, I love that. I, I think there's something really fun about being the person who brings savory stuff to a bake sale because you don't get that that often, right? Like fundraiser bake sales, it's like cookies and cupcakes. Like 90% of the time, that's it. You might get like a brownie or an Nanaimo bar or something if someone's feeling fancy. But I don't think I ever went to a bake, a bake sale where someone brought patties. And I'm jealous because that sounds great. Man, it dude, it was crazy. They were selling like, like nobody's business. We would... <laughs> post up in the um the front of the school we have the table set there are all these different uh baked goods you could get and within five ten minutes an entire tray would be gone and i think we'd continue the bake sale at lunch and people would try to come by be like hey are there patties there they're all gone like recess was like the only time 
you could get them. It was like a free-for-all. And again, we were raising prices too. We're talking about these, they're probably no bigger than like empanadas. Like, no, empanadas can be big. I guess it depends on how big you make them. Uh, like they're definitely smaller than like a croissant. Sure. Even those like little like grocery store ones, you can get like a little smaller. But I'm telling you, they were just packed with meat. And also you could just pack them with, um, uh, you don't have to necessarily pack them with beef. You could pack them with chicken if you want to. You could pack mm-hmm. them with um, uh, like chickpeas and, and, and just like curry in there too. And just have it like a veggie one too. Uh, so yeah, like people were just going up crazy for that. It was... It was a really insane experience. Again, teachers were coming up to me just to be like, hey, can you like save me one? There were, I'll admit there were like maybe like one or two. Maybe I wanted like higher marks from them. I tried to just kind of save them sure. for, but like yeah, there it was very hard to it was very hard to lock down one. It was, and if you're trying to lock down one, you gotta fight a whole bunch of people in line asking the same thing. So, yeah, it was uh it was a fun time. I love that. I um patties are one of those things that like I grew up eating, I'm trying to remember, there must be a store that doesn't exist anymore or something, because I feel like as a kid, I, I had a source, you know? I had a place mm-hmm. where I could go to get good patties, and uh, I don't know, like, oh, no, I do, I do. Okay, yeah, no, there was a uh, there was a Depener, which uh, for non-Quebec listeners is a, you know, corner store or a bodega or whatever you want to, you know, a little store you go into to buy snacks and things teenagers steal things from them that kind of place um there was one near my school that had them uh like near my high school but in my adult life i haven't had a good one uh and it's like ooh, that's something i want to like maybe just learn how to make so that i can control the quality of it instead of having to like worry about whether or not it's going to be good you know for montrealers i would recommend mr patty on patricia uh kind of uh not it's like on the other side i guess of that long street so not closer to sherbrooke but pretty much at the other end closer to um oh man i guess you're getting closer to um what's that it's not ndg but it's like uh like further north it's uh why am i blanking on this part of town which is like starting to get like a little richer street colors are different cold st luke i guess close to cold st luke i guess um but yeah that that's as far as i'm concerned like the if it's not my mom's patties uh <laughs> mr patty has the uh, the next best thing where okay. you, can, you can even get some of the smaller ones too for sure but you get yourself a nice big one you make sure it's like super warm super hot like i like eating into i like biting into a patty i'd rather bite into a patty that is piping hot and you're trying to take in every bite while trying to withstand the heat and even you burn the the roof of your mouth, but you know the meat that you're eating when it comes in is going to be just packed with flavor, as opposed to just eating one cold. Especially don't especially don't do that with roti because if you eat anything with curry, anything with curry you eat cold, you're 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 holding on your stomach for a couple of hours. So eat. I'd rather piping hot than than super cold sure yeah i get that yeah i mean and there's something nice like with things like patties with things like empanadas even like those like microwave pizza pockets there's something really nice about a pocket of dough with stuff inside it being scalding hot when you take the first bite because then you can kind of like you get that moment where you you open it a little with your mouth right you you take the first little bite so that you don't burn yourself and then you kind of get the chance to like savor it a little bit as the steam comes out so that you don't die you know like there's something i like that i like that sort of uh, danger element to it you know yeah my thing with that is like i i like this is like a stupid 
first world problem thing. I like biting into that stuff knowing that all I'm getting is boneless meat. Like, I don't know <laughs> if you've had roti before, but sometimes you sometimes have there's a roti bones. Where, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's like the worst thing. You're just like <laughs> chewing into something, and then a piece of bone it comes out of nowhere and it clips your mouth. Yeah, it's just really uncomfortable. That's why I don't really like bones and a lot of stuff because a lot of times I've just my experience with it is just it kind of comes as a surprise yeah for sure so like i I just don't i don't care to have bones in that stuff i mean you're more likely going to find bones in a roti than in a patty obviously but sure i i don't like that stuff no i get that i think for me the uh the ideal like meat bone situation is when the bone is visible you know because if you can see the bone on the plate and there's no question that it's a bone then i don't mind it because it's like oh yeah like or or see a bone right i don't necessarily need to see every bone in a drumstick to know that there's bones in the drumstick but if i'm grabbing a drumstick i need to know that there's bone in that because otherwise it's going to be a bad time yeah like it it, you have it's like a it's like a mental state you have to mentally prepare for something like that like i want to like like i'm not above eating chicken wings with bones in them or drums or flats or whatever right but i know going in i'm it's a bone and i'm trying to get every piece of meat off that bone if i'm eating oxtail i know i'm there's a good chance i'm eating meat off a bone right and like i see some people they'll go so far as to like pick up the bone itself and just like suck off all the meat that they can yeah and do what they want with it but like i don't want to bite into something and then lo and behold there was a bone in there and it takes me by surprise it could be painful yeah you that's the thing the bone can't be hidden <laughs> you can't hide bone don't hide bones from me please don't hide bones <laughs> don't, Guys, don't do that don't do that. Is... that's i think that's like that i would much rather eat like ghost peppers and or like the the bomb hot sauce from the uh, hot one show than eating like surprise bones with, yeah, like I'd I'd rather burn my face off than be hit with surprise bones. <laughs> I'm losing Easy. my mind at the phrase surprise bones. This is very good. This I don't is... know how else to describe it. I don't know. This it's is the energy day. we're bringing into twenty twenty one. Oh, twenty twenty two. I mean, this is the energy we're bringing Jeez. into twenty twenty two. No surprise bones. All right. <laughs> Show yeah, us your bones. No... <laughs> Oh my god. If there's one Dumb. thing, if there's one thing you can do to make 2022 better than 2021, it's to not hide your bones, people. All right? Show everything. <laughs> <laughs> Show bones. Oh my god. Anyway. Oh anyway. Wow. Uh, Speaking of showing bones, uh, we're going to hop for a quick second here over to the mid roll. And then when we come back, we're going to talk all about hoot seuss. And by that, I mean hot sauce. Hey folks, it's the mid-roll. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you are, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review we get during the month of January, how is it already January, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in our neighborhood of NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple and free act of leaving a rating and review on our show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six like that except i guess maybe stealing so if that math is exciting for you go do it you can read all about what the depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode and you know what maybe we'll even read one of the reviews that you write on the show like this review from gabrielle vendette who says tom and teffer have a great rapport that make the show engaging and joyful but also bring a lot of insight into different foods it's a great podcast that has quickly become my comfort podcast and i love learning oddly specific facts about specific foods thanks gabrielle we love that you listen 
And if you leave a review, maybe I'll read it and I'll love you as well. But no promises. I can't just be throwing my love around, all right? It's not free. It's not free. Jeez, tough crowd. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just true. Uh, if you Jeez. haven't... <laughs> If you haven't you know, had a chance inflation's yet. tough, but good lord. I'm sorry, you know, in 2022, this is the year where we don't hide our bones, but we do sometimes hide our love. What? Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can understand if COVID is keeping you from hugging people, but... Uh, That's it. But I sure hope you could show some show some people some love if they, if they need. Look. You know, in the time they need. I only hug people who are vaccinated, unless it's Toby. I hug Toby also, who will be vaccinated as soon as he's eligible. Okay, at the very least. And you know what? If you leave a review, that's like getting vaccinated in my books. No, it's, oh my God. All right. <laughs> it's not the same. Right. Get vaccinated, right. folks. Get vaccinated. Uh, last but certainly not least, uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode where I went over uh, the plans for Munch Madness 2022, go do that. Go give it a listen. It's a like three or four minute episode, so it really won't take a lot of time. Uh, and I detail all of the ways that you can get involved this year in Munch Madness, which is, of course, our annual food tournament. <laughs> Julian, you're a sports person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've been in, uh, I, I've been, I think I've been in Munch Madness. Oh, before. yeah. I've been on an episode or two. Yeah. You've course. been in both both editions so far and i will certainly bring you back for this one um, i'm down i'm down to make it three guess what i'm finally doing divisions instead of oh. just just you know 16 seating i'm actually doing different like wings of the bracket for once are you like expanding the pool of people who are involved as well <laughs> uh hopefully we'll see i i gotta figure that out but we're doing uh we've got four different divisions or four different uh conferences depending i don't really know what the difference between those is uh but one is, you know, the four finalists from last season. They'll all go against each other for a spot in the semifinals. And then the next is the four most popular votes from listeners. And then the other ones are the four most nominated foods from listeners. And then the last one is uh, two foods that I insist must be in the bracket and two that Teffer insists must be in the bracket. Okay. So all it's right. going to be different this year. Yeah, we'll all see right. what happens. So people should go do that. You've got until uh, February, I think, to submit your nominations. So, you know, you got time. It's only January, but you don't have a ton of time. It's only January. Oh, gee. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, I, one thing I forgot to do is say Happy New Year. Happy New I'm, Year. I'm, That's okay. Yeah, sorry. I slip up for where are my manners? You know what? I didn't bring you here for your manners. That's very fair. You brought me here <laughs> to talk about food. <laughs> oh, what a weird energy for this mid-roll, folks. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so Julian, uh, obviously, you know, it is no secret we're here to talk about hot sauce. We talked a little bit already about how you and I have a shared history of eating spicy food, but I want to know, what do you, how do you feel about hot sauce currently? What's your, like, uh, do you like it? Do you hate it? If you like it, do you have a favorite? What's your, tell me about hot sauce and you. I'm cool with hot sauce. Um, I'm not going to drown my food in it, but um, I like hot sauce. Like, the last time I remember using hot sauce vividly, uh, I was eating like dinner with my with my family at home, and uh, my mom made soup, and we had some pepper sauce around, and I put some pepper sauce in my soup. I forget what type of soup it was, but um, I was putting a bunch in it. And my mom's like, "Are you sure you want to put all that sauce in there?" I was like, "Yeah, whatever." But I think that came also after the um, the uh, the hot ones gauntlet I did with uh, my good buddy Andrew Berkshire, mm-hmm. and uh, that I think after that that experience kind of changed my. <laughs> 
I think I have a different. I feel like now after going through that, I can handle. I, I feel a lot more confident approaching hot sauce because that experience, like pretty much up until the bomb, all the all the hot sauces were like they're hot, but they're tasty. Right. And I knew that if I kept like eating the chicken and like I would feel like the the hotness come in, I'm like, okay, just keep eating and you're gonna get through it. But also it was tasty, so it was actually enjoyable to go through it. And then you go to the bomb and it's just pain in the back of your throat there's no <laughs> genuine taste or anything so after that with hot sauce like even if it's not something that i'm gonna add to every meal it's uh it's still something that um i, I I'm, I'm cool with hot sauce i'm, I'm cool with uh having it in my food or whatever you want to add into it i guess just i I'm, I'm cool with hot sauce right yeah you've got a you've got a like uh what what's the word you have a tolerance a tolerance for it yeah that's it um yeah can you can you explain the hot ones gauntlet for anyone who doesn't know what it is mostly me so so uh it's based off of a uh, youtube show called hot ones where uh basically uh, the host sean evans will have a guest a celebrity guest and uh they'll have a set of wings that are doused in all these different hot sauces and for each wing, uh, Sean will go through either a question or question or a segment of questions, uh, and yeah, it just, they just get progressively hotter. And there's I forget how many sauces are there, but yeah, they get progressively hotter. There's the, the there's the, uh, the 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 bomb sauce. Sorry, English. The bomb sauce, uh, which is like about two sauces before the end. Like you think. That every like I I think it's pretty much just like a like a gut check or like a reality check. You think you're going through it pretty easily, and you're thinking, okay, this isn't so bad. <laughs> just before the end, it kind of hits you in your neck, and it just reminds you, no, we're not messing around. Like this is <laughs> this is pretty tough to deal with. And then you get to the last dab at the end, a sauce so hot that you really only need one dab on whatever food you're putting it on, and you'll still feel the pain. So you do not want to. If you shake up the bottle and then you try to dab it on your food, you do not want to be that guy who uh, lets a whole bunch of it leak out of the bottle right, and then yeah. your wig is doused in last dab sauce. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool concept. You can see all the episodes on YouTube. Uh, this show has nothing. To, this show has nothing to do with that, so I'm not going to completely promote it. But uh, yeah, hot ones. The hot ones gauntlet is uh, something that uh, I can say I've experienced. Fair enough. Would you? Uh... You know, obviously, we're gonna have to wait until the world is safe. But uh, once that is possible, I would be down to do that with you because I, uh, I think I'm up to the challenge. I'd do it with you. I yeah. would do it with you. Right. I, I, I don't know how many other people I would do it again with, but <laughs> I would definitely do it with you just so I could see how you react to all the different uh, sauces. All right, because I, because obviously, I know, I know your relationship with food, so I would love to see how you react to it. So I, 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 I'd do it again for you. I'm flattered. And it's it's on. We're gonna do this at some point. Um, All right, cool. Let me know. So, do you have a favorite uh, of those hot sauces? Of hot, like a favorite hot sauce in general, not necessarily from the gauntlet. Although, if the gauntlet revealed one to you that became your favorite, that's cool too. But like, uh, you know, if you had like, let's say, you know that you're about to have a meal and you know that you're gonna want hot sauce on it, what's the sauce that you like hope is on the table? Uh, that's a good question. I guess it really depends on where I'm at. If I'm at, um, if I'm at some like aunt's house or grandma's house or a relative of mine, I guess the, and I'm sorry, I don't have the specific brand of it, but like we just, my family typically calls it like one drop. 
like the sure. one drop. Off. So I'll find the specific brand, I guess. That I guess would be like the the one I would hope would be there, just because I know it's it's something that um, that uh, we you know, we we use. It's, it's it just kind of make it's like the closest thing that kind of feels like home, I guess. Sure. Uh, like whenever we'll go to Jamaica or, or Trinidad Tobago, like we'll make sure we get a bottle from wherever and we try to like bring it on the plane home, whether <laughs> you have to get it from duty free or whatever. Like that's how good it is. I sure. Guess. If I'm with like you or something, like I don't, I have no clue if you know about that. So I don't, I'm not really looking for hot sauce like that, <laughs> but like I've never had like Frank's hot sauce or anything okay. like that. So I, I, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I just kind of stick to stick to the homegrown stuff, I guess, and sure. not really the store bought stuff. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'd go. That's fair though. I mean, I know pepper sauce. Like, I've had I've had limited experience with pepper sauce, uh, and it's uh, it's intense. It's it's a beautiful and intense thing. I couldn't even tell you when the first time I had it was. I my adult life has been a lot of hot sauces. So I don't, you know, it's all a blur. They like burn your memories, essentially. A That's little probably bit. why you don't remember as a much. A little bit. Um, but I, I find a thing that I like had never really put together until I started thinking about it in a serious way was like, there are kind of two kinds of hot sauce. I mean, obviously there's many, many kinds of hot sauce, but there's two sort of primary kinds of hot sauce. And it's mm-hmm. hot sauce that has vinegar and hot sauce that does not have vinegar. So like... You know, you'll get like fermented hot sauces that have vinegar mixed into them and they end up having that extra kind of acidic punch. Or you'll get the sort of fresher, like just sort of chopped, almost salsa like kind of hot sauce that doesn't need the vinegar uh, and really just relies on the flavor of the peppers. And this is maybe going to ruffle some feathers, but I, I find I, I actually prefer a vinegary hot sauce to a like fresh one. And I'm curious, okay. I'm curious where you're at on that. I never looked at hot sauce that intricately, so I am I'm not someone who's going to say like, oh, I prefer more vinegar than anything. But it's something I'll definitely uh, I'll think about more the next time I I have hot sauce. I guess so yeah, just for me, I just think like, oh, this is hot. Okay, <laughs> like I'll keep that in mind. But yeah, I never really thought of. I mean, it's not just the vinegar for. I mean, I guess I should pick up on that more. I'm more just looking to see if like there's, there's like scorpion pepper i guess or ghost mm-hmm. peppers i mentioned ghost peppers those are really really hot like one of the uh actually there was like a a sauce in the gauntlet that i think was supposed to be like a like a ghost pepper one i actually found the uh the list of sauces that we went through and they have all the ingredients in one and i think it was called uh, chile lengua de fuego had smoked scotch bonnet pepper mash uh bitter orange jalapeno pepper mash cilantro salt super hot pepper mash ghost pepper there it is zinc trinidad scorpion uh white vinegar spice uh smoked garlic pepper powder mix chipotle scotch bonnet uh okay the pepper powder mix has chipotle scotch bonnet and and trinidad scorpion so you can tell it's just like a lot of hot stuff but for ghost pepper i just just my one experience with it before it was just super hot i was in Mm -hmm. toronto and i went to some like taco place and they just kind of had it there and i had it and it was just like my mouth like was just <laughs> invigorated by that heat so i was just remember thinking looking at that one being like oh my god like that's the one that's going to get me but right i actually ended up being all right before i got to the bomb but the best one of all of those by the way uh i think is the one just before it, the senor lechuga that funny enough has vinegar ghost peppers red bell peppers uh guajillo peppers basilia peppers red onion himalayan sea salt 
garlic, black lime, sweet paprika, royal cinnamon, and buffalo ginger. Just for whatever reason, I think of all the sauces, that was the tastiest of all of them. Like, like hot sauce has to be tasty. You can't mm-hmm. just be this sauce that is just hot and just blaring with heat in your mouth. Like it has to, it has to bring the heat, but it's got to be playful too. It's got to, sure. it's got to come in your mouth and just, it's got to be in your mouth and just like kind of dance around your tongue and just actually be nice to enjoy. Yeah, that's it. That's the thing that I find interesting with hot sauce and like, you know, <laughs> when we were in our early twenties and we were constantly eating super hot peppers for fun I think I kind of wore myself out on spicy food a little bit like not to the point of not enjoying it anymore but certainly to the point where the novelty is gone where I don't seek out spicy things just because they're spicy anymore now I'm like do I want this spicy because I like the taste of it and like a lot of the time when I get a hot sauce that's not just a sort of standard hot sauce I'm disappointed and I don't know if that's just because it's not paired with something that it works with or if it's like just because I'm over it but I don't know I find for me the like the optimal hot sauce is just like a like I think you'd call it like a Louisiana style hot sauce that's just kind of vinegary and cayenne pepper like it's hot but it's not a lot of flavor beyond the heat because it's just it just you you know what to do with it you know you throw it on and it's not going to ruin the flavor profile of the thing it's just going to give it some punch like i like maybe it's that i like hot sauce as a tool as opposed to as a condiment i don't know no that i think that's it like hot sauce uh like i've seen it when you're like making food you're just adding it there just to provide a kick that's there like i i like the idea of hot sauce being something that you know, is in addition to whatever food you're making. That's why we have peppers and stuff to food, you know, just to bring the heat, but you don't want it to be like overly, you don't want it to take over everything. Like you might add cayenne pepper to stuff. I did that with my, uh, I tried to add that to my meat sauce the other sure. day actually, but uh, like uh, I, I probably could have done better with it. I'm, I'm still like toying around with different meat sauce ideas, but like my goal is to just kind of have it as something that, you know, if you pick up on it, like, oh, hey, I taste it. Not as necessarily something that's like, okay, wow, you know, this is twelve alarm chili that you're right. gonna have. Though that might be an that might be an idea one day, but uh, yeah, it, it should be. Your I like how you put it as a tool, not yeah. as something that is like an ultimate like crutch. I guess like the only thing that's the only redeemable quality about this food is that it's. That Scoville units are over 120,000. Right. Yeah, that's it. Which like, I don't know if that's a lot or not. I think that might not be that That's much. not very hot. I don't think that's like in the jalapeno realm, I think. Um, okay, so sorry. <laughs> so how about how about, how about about a million? Yeah, that's more... Yeah, that's the thing. The Scoville scale is one of those things that, that is ridiculous. Uh, um, but yeah, no, that's it. I, I think like... I think the trick with hot sauce is that you need to be... If you're not just using it to put heat in something, so like, you know, a very basic, like, you know, Tabasco is another one of the ones that like, I mean, it's a Louisiana one, but it's a specific kind of Louisiana sauce that's, you know, mostly just there for heat, but you get a little bit of that, like, uh, I want to say almost smoky flavor from it. But like, beyond the really simple ones, the fancy hot sauces, I think they really, they're really only good (laughs) as something that you know you're going to eat the thing with like um well i think i think actually chicken wings are perfect for this right you get a very very simple like dry rubbed chicken wing and then 
like let's say we make a platter of chicken wings and we have a flight of different hot sauces that's i think the ideal situation for fancy hot sauces where like the hot sauce is the feature of the dish whereas the rest of the time i think a good hot sauce really is just you know some spice and some some acid yeah i i now i feel like i should just be get when the next time i'm ever bored it's just I should just make my own hot sauce and see if that could ever work. I should just like <laughs> learn with my mom on how to like make hot sauces, I guess. That's that's pretty much what I really should be doing. But yeah, I, I really need to start thinking about hot sauces more in depth because that is just insane, the level you're going in with that. I uh, I have a hot sauce cookbook if you want. I can lend that to you sometime. It's uh Okay, maybe, it's interesting. maybe next time I come over. Yeah. Yeah. In like 2022. That's well, I mean it's well, 2022 sorry, at the time. Later of this year. Hey. Hey, don't date the episode. Year. Don't tell people sorry. we're recording this before the new year. Come on. I never said that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think that's like I don't know. I think not thinking that much about hot sauce is reasonable also. Like knowing what you like, knowing how you like to use it. I think that's that's, you know, that's okay. You don't have to have put, you know, tons of thought into which ones work for you and why. I don't know. I, I think that sometimes we can just enjoy things. Yeah, I mean, that's that's normally how food goes. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some people, there are some people who, you know, the Alton Browns of the world who like to think about every possible detail that goes into whatever food that's there and think of whatever texture is mm-hmm. the ways their their empanada might look or an anthony bourdain who actually i feel as if anthony bourdain if he's really if he was still with us first off too if he was just trying to have a good time i feel he'd be one of those people who you know if he just wants like a burger or something that just tastes good like just give him like a good burger mm-hmm. and he's just gonna enjoy it right like I, I think for a lot of people who don't work in kitchens and aren't uh you know as well first with food a lot of the time they're just going to eat food that they just think is nice for them and just good yeah. for them and they're just going to devour it and if it just so happens that having a lot of hot sauce in their food is what works for them there a lot of people are going to do it because they have the tolerance to do it or maybe just people like to suffer yeah that's it i don't know spice is one of those things that i need to i need to maybe re-examine my relationship with it because i think that i i mean like i said earlier i think that i kind of like burned myself out on it when we were doing hot topics back in the day and like my relationship with it hasn't totally recovered yet where now i like i don't know like i used to be someone who would order things spicy and now i you know if something is spicy when i get it i'm happy with it i don't regret it but if i'm given the option i never pick it and like i don't know i kind of think maybe i want to get back to picking it a little more often you know, maybe that'll be one of my goals for 2022. Ease into it. Like, don't just hop into like some, I don't know, some burger that has 12 different peppers and hot sauces. Like, just ease into it. Just find something that you know would go well with hot sauce and just kind of delve into that. And if you have to use mild stuff <laughs> from, you know, like you get to Tito's and you get like the mild hot sauce, like maybe that's what you have to do. But that's how I would approach it if I yeah. was in your situation. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I may just like sneak a little, you know, a little standard old Tabasco into things a little bit more often for myself and kind of reintroduce it because I, I miss that a little bit. I miss the kick that it brings, and I don't, I don't know. Like, a, yeah, maybe I just, I didn't realize. Maybe that I just miss the it. Show me. I, yeah, I didn't realize that the show made you feel all that like burnt out. I mean, I mean. I imagine because <laughs> the fact you were filming, you're filming it 
and editing and editing it like i could imagine that but i didn't realize it got to a point where you were just like so turned off from hot sauce it was a it was a fun show to do yeah oh and it, it was really mostly just that like i felt the intestinal side of of what eating raw hot peppers on a weekly basis does to a person and uh, that's why yeah and you know like as i get older like i don't I don't want to intentionally put myself on the toilet as often as eating super spicy food does to me, you know? I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Like to put it to put it, you know, politely. Like I don't I don't want to do that to myself too often. But I think that maybe to get back to a place where I can enjoy hotter spices and and get back into that in a way, I might need to kind of ease myself and my intestines into it. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I I wish your intestines luck. <laughs> Me too, for so many reasons. Uh, Julian, before we wrap up the show, uh, I wanted to ask you one final thing, which is, uh, do you have any, you know, this is our New Year's episode. I didn't think about that until you mentioned it earlier, but this is our first episode of 2022. So like, do you have any food-based goals this year? I don't believe in re- resolutions, but do you have any food-based goals, things you want to try, things you want to eat more of? I want to be able to perfect a fettuccine Alfredo recipe and have, uh, obviously, you know, the the creaminess downright and mushrooms and stuff. Um, my um, One of my best friends, a uh, girlfriend, they uh, they made this really great, like, fettuccine Alfredo and it had mushrooms, and now I'm just trying to find a way to... <laughs> see if I could pretty much replicate the uh, the recipe essentially but just being more comfortable with cooking uh, I, I found myself in the kitchen a lot in 2021 or at least a lot more than I normally would just uh, making spaghetti pasta I made chicken parmesan with my mom one time I helped her brine ham for Christmas as well um, Aki and Selfish I mentioned that earlier uh, yeah I'd, I'd like to put myself in a position where I feel a lot more comfortable making more dishes and you know i'm not worried about trying to get through hell's kitchen or <laughs> or being iron chef or anything like that i'm just trying to make sure i could just cook food for myself and sure. make stuff for for people one other thing i did this year i made ribs uh, my mom is a smoker and uh like i i seasoned the ribs and stuff like that and made sure those were fine and then i put them in the smoker and then i put them in my oven and i did for some friends and to see my friends faces light up over food that I made and they were like yeah this is really good like that made me feel really good so I'd like to be in a position where I'd like to do that more and also just try different things I wanted to make uh, sliders for uh, for a holiday party a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, but the holiday party, of course, got postponed because sure. uh, Miss Rona is still out here. But uh, I was I was pretty disappointed because I was looking forward to just getting the ground beef, trying to make the small patties, getting the buns, adding these toppings and stuff. I mean, I'd never made sliders before, but I wanted to put myself through it and just see what I could make. So I'd, I'd mm-hmm. like I look forward to challenging myself with. Uh, food in uh the new, in this year so yeah let, let's see how that goes yeah i love that i love uh one i love how fast you had that fettuccine alfredo answer locked down like you didn't you didn't pause to think <laughs> at all after i asked the question like fettuccine alfredo right away um but oh, yeah. <laughs> i'm like well that, that's on your mind today uh but i also like yeah i love that for you just like wanting to get more comfortable in the kitchen is i think something that like like I am a confident cook and I spend a lot of time around food obviously and I think about it constantly but even I can relate to that just wanting to like 
experiment more, wanting to find more things that I can make, especially, yeah, to, to feed other people, like either for entertaining or for, you know, just seeing that moment where they eat the thing and they like it and you get to feel like they're, you know, they like you, you know, like it's, they're not eating you, but they're eating something that is you, you know, eating something you made. Yeah, exactly. Like you put a little bit of yourself into it. And so it feels really nice to see them love the thing because you're like, oh yeah, me too. I love the thing. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I hope I can make myself a little bit more comfortable in in the new year and just, you know, do more stuff in the kitchen. That'd be cool. Yeah. I love that my like food-based goal for this year i have two one is well it's interesting like i have two but i think that they're kind of they kind of go together because what i want to do is i want to try one new recipe every week this year but i also want to try one new like either cut of meat that i haven't cooked before or like i don't know ingredient that i haven't used before every week and i feel like really i can just bang those two out in the same dish most of the time because like i don't know that kind of that's just kind of how that works you know like if you're using an ingredient you've never used before you're going to be using a recipe you've never used before but yeah that's it for me like i want to like not necessarily expand my horizons but i just want to like play around a little bit more i want to see what's out there that i haven't had before and like see how it goes yeah, I wish you luck in that as well. And and again, I wish your intestines luck. Hopefully it's not too hot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I, I didn't say that the ingredients were going to be spicy. Mostly I'm just like, I've never cooked short ribs before. I could do that. Yeah, like that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's spoilers. That's first on the list. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, you're going to do them in the winter. I, I would love, you know, we're able to have like a little like mini barbecue or something. We, uh, go back to uh go back to your barbecue we uh we have we have short ribs we had burger we keep having burgers mm-hmm. not but let's have let's have short ribs yeah why not next as soon as uh as soon as the snow thaws enough for me to roll it out we're doing it yeah you bring the so sliders like i'll bring the ribs oh, so God. like april don't say that come on <laughs> maybe we'll get lucky maybe global warming will give us an early spring maybe that'd be great uh but also climate change well yeah i mean you know you take the good, you take the bad. Uh, Julian, before I let you go, do you have any stuff you want to plug, things you want people to check out, where you can be found on the internet, etc.? cetera? Uh, JKA McKenzie is my Twitter. Um, check out the podcast that I do, I guess. Uh, if you like hockey, uh, I uh, co-host a show called The Chris Johnston Show. Uh, Chris Johnston's a renowned NHL insider. He's really great at what he does. And uh, we do a show twice a week, and we talk about stuff going on in hockey. Uh, Zone Time is a show I do for Yahoo Sports. You can check that out as well on YouTube, on the Yahoo Sports NHL page, and uh, Hockey Inside Out through the Montreal Gazette. Um, through the Montreal Gazette, actually, and uh, Hockey Inside Out is the YouTube page for that as well. So, got a few podcasts, talk a lot of sports, talk a lot of hockey, and uh, it's fun to do. We don't get to talk a lot about hot sauce and food on those shows, but it's still fun, I promise. So, uh, <laughs> check those out. Check those out when you get a chance. Sweet definitely follow julian check out all the things that julian is doing julian is one of my absolute favorite people on the internet and in real life and i'm looking forward Likewise. to seeing you again in the not too distant future as am my dog like thank you well thank you julian for joining me on this week's episode of no bad food and thank you listener for listening do you want to be part of the conversation join us on twitter and instagram at no bad food pod you can hit me up at tom zalatni you can hit julian up at jka mckenzie and you can hit teffer up at 
Teffer Bear. I know Teffer wasn't here this week, but you know, hit Teffer up anyway. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate, just like David did, uh, which got him the perk to, uh, you know, request an episode about hot sauce. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Chantal, and the aforementioned David. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including, like I've said already many times throughout the episode, the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So if that's exciting for you, you can head to Patreon and make it happen. We also have merch. You can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at Public. And of course, you can support us for free by leaving a rating review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls. Our cover art is by David Flam. You can find links for both of them in the description of this episode, as well as the link to make your nominations and cast your votes for who should be part of this year's Munch Madness. Please do it. Get your votes in ASAP, but not too urgently because it's still January, but you only got a month, so make it do it. Make it do it happen fast. Last but certainly not least, the show is minimally produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upward Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upwardnetwork.com. See you next week. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcasts on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else to get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love. I'm Tefra Jemian, the producer and host of The Yeah Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upward Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah!